0: Welcome back for another exciting episode of the <laughs> Afternoon Morning Show. I am joined as always... Actually, no. Vinny is not here. He uh, I don't Actually, Vinny is attending a boot camp graduation for one of our former students at St. Martha, so that's kind of cool. Uh, but I, I am joined by Mrs. Megan Whitzker. Hello, hello. Megan, you're back.
1: I'm here. You were uh, Present. In, in
0: the frozen tundra of Boise, Idaho. Yes, I keep was. I keep thinking Iowa. Um, you want to
1: know something funny? Yes. When I applied to school in Ohio... I didn't know where Ohio was. Oh, really? And Idaho was what I was picturing. I didn't think it was going to be that far from oh, home. Oh, <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> okay, so I, it sounds silly, but Iowa, uh, not Iowa, Ohio always surprises me when I'm like, oh, that's right. It's East Coast time.
1: Yeah. Because like I never. It's really
0: far away. Yeah, it's like, it's, and it, it does kind of play into the colonial America story. It was the distant territories kind of a thing, you yes. know? Yes. The Ohio Valley and whatnot. But, and uh. Not. I just don't I just don't tend to think of it that way.
1: No. I mean, I don't tend to think of it in general. That's true.
0: <laughs> Ohio doesn't take up much space in my mind. That's true. Unless I am out visiting Franciscan University or Catholic Family Land or any of those wonderful apostolates out in the Ohio Valley,
1: which are kind of common things for you to be doing. It should take up more space in your brain. Yes. Than mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I guess so. You know, it's interesting. So I was in the in the car the other day and I was I was actually pondering whether or not like what it would be like to do a radio show by yourself for like a three hour radio show. Hmm. So I just talked to myself out loud as if I was doing a radio show for 40 minutes by myself. What? And I decided it's much better to have you here. <laughs> because like I think I think what it ended up sounding like was the ramblings of an Insane Man. You know, what I mean? yeah. it was just like just chasing different threads of thought and trying to. Have, no, it was, it was terrible. That's why they
1: have callers. Yeah, I think. I think so. Like it has to be.
0: Well, and they also banter with the producer from time to time.
1: That's always confusing for me, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this is, uh, in in our recording schedule, Vinny and I actually recorded one last week. I was going to publish it this week, uh, but I think I might hold it because as we are recording this, it, I am aware of the fact that this is sort of our Christmas episode. Yes. Because Christmas is soon. It's it's a couple days away.
1: As per usual, our planning did not <laughs> I was gonna cover everything. <laughs> oh,
0: man. I You know, yeah. I just feel like this year, it, I just got gobsmacked by Christmas
1: same cuz november was one second long right and then i think it turned to december a week ago
0: yeah just boom and just like that suddenly
1: it's chris can
0: i tell you that as i get older and i am now in my early 40s uh i it's like i blink and a week a week has gone by yeah. If, if I take a deep breath, it was a year, you know, and I, so I'm like, oh, I was going to do that two years ago. Oh, crud. Like it's been two years since I said I was going to do that thing. Yeah. And time just slipped by. You kind
1: of feel bad about yourself.
0: I do kind of feel bad about myself, but For thank you. For those particular things. Yeah. No, just, just in general. I, uh, <laughs> I wallow, if you will. No, we just got hammered. So, and again, you know, we probably could have done our Christmas preparations further out, but in the last couple of weeks we've been to the, I, I had like uh, a trip to Tampa. I had oh. two trips to the emergency room with children, oh. uh, and my dad is actually in the hospital right now. That's so right. yeah, everything's been kind of. It's, December just happened to us. Yeah, yeah, but I, essentially it comes down to it, I missed half of my sleep for last week. Well, which as as a as a man of middle aged age, that was a terrible phrasing. Uh, <laughs> I I just can't bounce back like I used to.
1: Mm, I at 28 cannot bounce back like these <laughs> well you are but
0: you are growing a human being so it's that's true. You i will know.
1: use that for as long as i can
0: right oh i would use it oh my gosh i would milk that sucker i know oh it's man great. yeah i am growing a human being that's why i'm busy yes what are you do? just sitting around hey i'm growing a human being what are you my doing my body's
1: in overtime
0: well and you're chasing a toddler yeah or a preschooler now
1: i suppose so. how old is she Two
0: and a half. Yeah, she's preschooler age now. I think that's when you can cross that threshold. I think so. Yeah. I was
1: just thinking about what her next phase would be called. Is she a little kid now?
0: Yeah. I typically go, I go toddler, preschooler, and then kindergartner in my phraseology.
1: I like that. I tend to roll. I still call her the baby, so.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. And and (laughs) now she's going to be the big sister, Mm -hmm. which is weird. I, yeah, so wh- I tend to call my kids, uh, as I uh, talk about them in social media, not by using their names, uh, I will refer to the kinder age one as kinder boy or kinder girl. I
1: always think that's cute. Yeah,
0: I try to do that. Or kinderman, depending on, you know, where we're at. <laughs> How
1: he's feeling that day. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> totally. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, but Or the preschooler. You know, that's what I do. And they because when you get into like the year, the grades, and then I might refer to my number as well. Yeah. Number one, number five. I refer to number six for, a, well, actually number five, by number five for a long time on social media. Um, which actually caused some of my friends to ask me what his actual name was because I have (laughs) never told them. They're like, what's number five's name? So, well, (laughs) yeah. We did our Christmas cards this year.
1: Yes, they are so cute. Oh, good. I'm glad you like them. I expected them them to be somewhere with your big green screen
0: oh no 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 we yeah but we went for so we did out we did a Brady Bunch layout on it so the green screen was necessary to get a uniform background which yes. is it's kind of silly but I think it turned out so green screening uh, actually doing the Brady Bunch layout for Christmas card is essentially like cheating because yeah. you get to just take a, a picture of everybody no there's posing, no
1: no no waiting for everyone to be sitting still or we didn't anything. have to
0: find a barn or a vacant building well or know. an
1: open field None of Which that. would be full of families at this time of year. We
0: actually tried, and there were families. Uh, so we're like, no, this is this is not going to happen. Yeah. So we did the uh, the Christmas card thing, got them out. But what I realized is there are friends of ours who we you know, they're actually people we love, but we don't talk to because uh, that's the way I roll. Mm-hmm. Who don't know about two of our children because <laughs> <laughs> so, it's been that long.
1: It can be since a fun surprise.
0: Did cards? Yeah. I'm actually kind of waiting to, to get the reaction. So, uh, and then we lost our Christmas card list, so I had to like email and oh, call people. No. And, you know, hey, we love you. Where do you live? Yeah. And because uh, we talk to you very often. So, yeah. Which brings me, Megan. OK, so you, uh, your little one is now two and a half. Yes. And I'm not going to use her name because I don't use people's names. Uh where are you? In, okay, parents, this may be a sensitive conversation, which you would like to stop if you have little ones who believe in mythical Christmas fantasy, whatnot. That is my warning. disclaimer. Yeah. Warning. Um, so, you know, just warning you right now if you're concerned of such things, elves on shelves or or other mythological Beings, uh, We're going to discuss that. So I just, I get it out there. If you continue listening now, do not send me emails or t- cause there it is. Okay. So, so where, <laughs> is, where is she with excitement level about the, uh, the the Jolly Red Man?
1: Um, it's kind of working in our favor cause she's scared of him. Okay. Yeah. Um, she has no interest and we've never brought it up until like this last week when she's watching Christmas shows mm-hmm. and that's how she knows what Santa is. Right. But we just kind of figured we'd roll with that totally. and make him just the Christmas guy. hmm Like the face of Christmas for, like, the Christmas tree part. Right. Um, And I think that we decided that we're just going to... I saw this meme the other day. It was like, shout out to all the Jewish kids who don't ruin Santa Claus for everyone else. I'm Yeah, like, totally. That's true. We have an entire culture who don't ruin it for people. Like, oh, you yeah. can be a kid who doesn't believe in Santa and be cool. Yeah, that must be you know? so
0: weird when you're, like, a little Jewish kid in kindergarten or preschool and everybody's Not like, in Santa. And you're like... <laughs> nope (laughs) not in my house you know
1: yeah so i think that's what we're gonna do we're just gonna try our best to make it jesus christmas right and let her have her fun with her friends and like talking about santa or whatever but she's gonna know that it's not right what's happening here
0: it's just it's like a fun thing but it's not yeah i always i we've always kind of been low-key on santa Mm -hmm. you know it's not the big we don't do the picture with santa and all that here in Murrieta, they do this neat thing where um they have stars oh, on yeah. the streets and they do like Santa will like go to different neighbor, like, neighborhoods throughout the Christmas season. And so he was in our, our neighborhood uh, this week. Oh, and so it, what happens is a car will drive up and down the street and there's like a siren, like whoop, whoop, Santa's coming, Santa's coming. And there were like 70 people gathered on the corner out by our house. Cause it's right, right by our house. And uh, so we went out there and, and tried not to talk to our neighbors. Uh, <laughs> which is, uh, I'm a terrible person. Uh, but then, uh, but uh, our our uh, first grader was playing freeze tag with kids in the street. It was a lot of fun, and then uh, the jolly red man showed up. Santa showed up with the elves and and caroling high schoolers, and uh, when when he showed up, my my preschooler, who was very excited about the whole thing, uh, saw him and immediately threw me into like a python grip. Oh. Like I can't, like I could not breathe. He was squeezing my neck so hard. Oh my gosh! Do you want to go? Do you want to go take a picture with Santa? No, no. no. Do you want to go see an elf? No. Do you want a candy cane? No, yes. <laughs>
1: Figure out a way to get it to me. Yeah, I'm exactly. Not I'm not
0: going out there. So that was kind of... Uh, that's where I'm... I, I think that's okay. I, you know. Yeah. So what about the Elf on the Shelf?
1: Um, I helped my sister with that for the last few years. The first year I decided I would never do this. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just don't like the someone's watching you. like Santa's already watching you supposedly throughout the year
0: which is creepy enough
1: so that's enough of someone watching you. i don't like fear-mongering right and i don't think you need to do that to kids to make them behave
0: it just seems in like general it's such a weird i'm not a huge fan of the elf on the shelf and no. and you know I, I understand some people love it and it's great and whatever but i i don't i don't let la- i don't want to create another fake mythical I have to lie to my kids about right. this thing. We just right? like
1: created a new one. Why? Like more work. And <laughs> it's it's completely made
0: up like to sell products. Yeah. You know. So I don't yeah, that was it. I don't I just didn't that, that I just didn't like um we already have the tooth fairy which is the creepiest mythical being I can, can imagine. Yes. You know. Yes. It's and just, then
1: you have Easter bunny
0: which my I had one daughter uh our our fourth grader who would not allow the Easter bunny to come into the house. Good. She she was very clear that that bunny is not allowed into our home. That is not acceptable. That's cute. We don't want any giant rodents coming in here. No no no. Terrified of the Easter bunny. Not yeah. in my house. So she would leave her basket outside. <laughs> no, uh, no. That's cute. Not in my home. Yeah. So that was fun. So we've really did, the Easter bunny is like the least. Like, that's the one we have the least investment in. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. The, uh, yeah, anyway, I think it's very logical, really. Yeah. So, yeah, but the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, uh, Leprechauns in general-
1: creepy yeah i mean
0: i just there's just kind of like a I don't yeah but again but i think if you're gonna do a we're gonna hide something around the house mythical thing yeah just i would do like a leprechaun in the house Something that's
1: already small and and
0: and already annoying? we all know it's kind of silly and oh, not okay. true you know what i mean like we i remember yeah. when i was in kindergarten we had a class leprechaun for a week oh. and the teacher would be like, oh there he is and everybody would look you know and <laughs> and uh he's you know which yeah. is basically just messing with kids' minds. I mean, yeah. you know must have been fun for her. But I thought that was fun, you know.
1: Yeah, that's what like we can have fun with Santa. We can have fun with all these extra things without making it. Oh, we truly believe this man is in our home.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I've always like I guess when my wife's family or when she was little, the, like the big present would be like a Santa present. Yeah. And I've always been kind of of mind like no. <laughs> no, the big like the the fake person doesn't get the credit for the big. Did present. you see the
1: article for that on no, Facebook? No, I didn't. Um, well, it was an article, it was kind of like a teacher post, and it was like, if you're getting your kids the iPads or video games or whatever, don't say that that one's from Santa, because then we have kids coming in who get sweaters and socks, right? And that's their Santa gift. So were they not as good as the other kids? Right. Like, take ownership, take pride in what you can provide for your children. Right. That one's from you. Right. And let the other stuff be from Santa. Yeah. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so our family did the big thing too. Right, but I also would want the credit for getting the big thing.
0: (laughs) I know, well, kind of. It's like you know what? (laughs) Screw that guy. You know, like I put that bike together. You you know, I spent I spent hours putting that bike together last night. I went to bed at three in the morning. You know, and I'm pretty sure those handlebars are gonna fall off. So if anyone's gonna be blamed, it's me. Oh, speaking of which, we do have to go pick up a bike this year.
1: Oh, and, uh, fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, uh, you know, bikes. What was your favorite? Okay, so we have actually articles we were going to talk about, but I yes. just I realized <laughs> it was the Christmas episode, so I thought, well, we should talk about this. Uh, Megan, what was your favorite Christmas present growing up?
1: Um, Brittany and I got a karaoke machine. Okay. When we were like eight. That's fun. And that's the age where everyone wants to be a singer. Right. So that was the jam. Nice. That was probably the best Christmas. I
0: feel like as a parent, that's one of those gifts you're super excited for your kids to get, but then realize very quickly you've made a bad choice.
1: (laughs) Well, that same year they got my brother a drum set.
0: Oh, my sweet mercy. (laughs) (laughs) That does sound like a bad year.
1: (laughs) So bad year for them, great year for us. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I, I was trying to think about this this morning as I was contemplating the show and, um, it's funny because I don't remember a lot of Christmas presents. Yeah. Like I can, as a, a little, pre- I can remember my, opti- I got an Optimus Prime uh, Transformer. And I just remember because I really wanted it. And I remember showing my mom it in like the, the Sears catalog wish book, you know, and which was a thing. And I, <laughs> this is what I want. And I remember her saying, well, it's really expensive. I don't know. It's too much. I'm like, oh. And I, so I just, I was sure I wasn't going to get it. And then I got it. Aww. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was so cool. And then uh, I, and very, even before that, it's funny. These are the things I remember. Like, but I don't remember. I must have been very young. My, I, I want to say my brothers, uh, my older brothers, got together and got us the Millennium Falcon.
1: Oh. And they
0: may not even. It may not have. They may have just been the ones who were excited about it. You right. I and mean? so I just attributed to them. Might have been my parents, but yeah. So we Ray Joe and me, my brothers, my the the younger three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the coolest thing ever. And that That's we played. Cute. We used the heck out of that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. How cute. Yeah, but those are my only memories. So I just, you know, it, it, they're very little stuff. And then most of what I got over the years, I just don't. No, just doesn't. Oh wait, oatmeal. My stuffed what? bear, oatmeal. Oh. <laughs> he was kind of like a. Uh, I don't. I think he was like an also gift. Like he was somebody else got a present, and then I just got like this little bear.
1: Oh how cute.
0: Uh, oatmeal, and uh, I named him Oatmeal because in the Frosty the Snowman cartoon. They like, what should we name him? And the kids are all yelling at names. This one kid yells, Oatmeal, right? And everybody kind of laughs at him. And I thought, well, that's sad. So I named my bear Oatmeal. And uh, that's
1: actually a really cute name for a bear. Yeah.
0: And he's a little white bear. So or he was white at one point. Oh. I still now he ha- probably looks like Oatmeal. He does actually. Yeah. I still yeah. have him. Oh, that's cute. And oatmeal was my best friend. And I used to, I used to, I made like uh, costumes for him out of felt so we could play superheroes together. And wow. Yeah. Were really into it. I was, I was super into it. Yeah. So yeah, I still have Oatmeal.
1: <laughs> Um, Matt and I, our anniversary is December 4th, so our first Christmas living together. You know, you need all your things for right. your house. So I just went to Target and I got like Q-tips and Lysol wipes and like all those things. Mm-hmm. And I wrapped them and it looked like I got him like 20 gifts. <laughs> <laughs> it's all junk for the house. That sucks. I was really proud of that one.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, that, that's that's a kind <laughs> of a fun Christmas. This year, my wife is, you know, I said, what do you want? Oh, I don't want anything. She always does, I don't want anything. Yeah, which is kind of it. Sort of sucks all the fun out of the Christmas thing. Uh, but I, I, if you're
1: listening, Christina. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's just I want money towards new couches. Oh, great. That's we're talking. Actually, we were at yeah. the uh, <laughs> we were at the supermarket last night, and she's like, I just want money towards new couches. Like, I really want it. So I was like, I just waved my hands and, like I gifted <laughs> it you to go. you. There is. You're like, because we have the same bank accounts. It's not like I'm just like, you have the money now. Yeah. You know. So towards <laughs> new couches, which we can't afford yet, but you know, magically I've deposited. You know. $200 Keeps in your... Keep these
1: in your brain. Yeah,
0: in your couch fund. There you go. <laughs> By the wave of my fingers, they are now yours. So I just feel like I love Christmas. I, I love this time of year. I hate all the weird stresses. Like we, we were talking about that last night too, how so much of the stress that we have is just contrived. Yeah. Right. And that's why maybe why I hate the Elf on the Shelf so much is it's just such a contrived thing or even Santa Claus really is like this contrived thing. And, and even like the idea that we got to like... Oh, I was talking to one mom and she was saying, oh, I'm not done because I, I got all my kids this, but then I realized it was uneven. So I had to make it even and I'm yeah. trying to to make it even. And you're like, oh gosh, like I just yeah. don't, we're super uneven, yeah. you know? But but it, it's never going to be even because the things that like the, the middle schooler or the high schooler gets, they they cost a bazillion dollars when right. get Right, so that you get age. less. Like, right.
1: As you grow, things get more expensive, like- Right. The needs are different. The well, wants are different.
0: And it may look like the preschooler got all of these things, but his stuff costs like 40 bucks. Right. You, you can to
1: Dollar Tree for the preschooler. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> you don't need to work too hard for that age. Right.
0: Yeah. He just, everything, it doesn't matter. You know, just yeah. the candy, you know. Yeah. R- literally, the candy in the stocking is the best part of Christmas for Aww. the little guys. I remember we used to get ChapStick.
1: Yeah. The mint well, flavored chapstick. the chapsticks. lip smacker ones. Yeah. Okay. Well, that Gals. was, yeah, you're
0: a girl. But I remember mint <laughs> chapstick being like, that's the coolest. Mint chapstick is the way to roll. Wow. But there's so much, like, I, I just, there's so much, like, the world has gone crazy, sort of, like, there's so much pressure. I, I, Vinny and I talked about this, I think, last episode that we'll probably put on after Christmas. But, like, if you, if you had, like, a strand of lights when, uh, when I was growing up, that was it. Yeah. Like, just a strand of light. And mm-hmm. now everybody looks like the ho- like when and like there was one house in every neighborhood that had like a ton of lights and you're like, "Oh my gosh. Those right. people are awesome." But now everybody feels like they've got to be the
1: I want to know where in your budget you're putting the big inflatable animals.
0: <laughs> I, yeah.
1: Like where does that line up in your list of importance for Christmas because the people you have around here. Oh, my neighborhood like has 20 yeah. 20 of them. Yeah, I was yeah. like I would never spend money on an inflatable animal from well, the front yard.
0: And let's be clear. What does the inflatable dog with the Santa hat really have to do with yeah. Christmas?
1: If any I would probably get more lights, I suppose, if I were going to invest in Decoration of some sort. Maybe. I am.
0: I am sort of of a mind that if you're going to have a large Christmas display, there should be a theme to it.
1: Always a theme. So if there's yes. just
0: random inflatables, no. you get no points from me. Mm-mm. I just no.
1: If you're just like putting stuff out for the sake of it, no.
0: No, it's got to have like you know old timey Christmas or you or know. Or if you're
1: doing like the animals, like cartoon Christmas, that's fine. my guess Right. Zoo Christmas. Okay. Right. Yeah. But I'd like know. to
0: do like. Beach Christmas with like melting Santa Clauses <laughs> or, or or snowmen that'd be kind of fun. That would be
1: cute. That would be cute. It would be appropriate. Know?
0: Something that but like and so we kind of have an old timey Christmas theme. You do in our home. We got like the the garland with lights in it and a wreath and mm-hmm. we just added a little color this year and I was a little I was kind of opposed actually, um, but uh, yeah. But that's my thing. Like I just yeah. But anyway, they've got yeah just giant inflatables everywhere which the kids appreciate and now their house plays music ah. every night every night, okay. which is yeah kind of. Eh. Great. Thank you for that. <laughs> Sometimes it's classic rock, which makes no sense. But really? uh, yeah. Yeah. It's mostly Christmas themed. Okay. With a little, it's a little weird. But yeah, there's just all this like, again, I feel like there are less people who put up lights now because they don't have a lot of lights. Right. So, like, why even bother?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas if everybody just put up one strand of lights, the world would look amazing.
1: We'd be so happy.
0: Yeah, totally. You mm-hmm. know what kind of upsets me, and I've Tell noticed is, uh, as a Catholic, um, we're it's Advent, right? Which is a yes. joyful season. Yes. It's a joyful season of preparation, but like I, oh, I live really close to our Catholic church. Uh, no Christmas decorations on the exterior. I was wondering at all.
1: about that. And they is never that like have. A rule or?
0: I think it's just because they're. I don't know why. Hmm. But how cool would it look if you like if you drove by St. Like St. Martha's, our parish, and it was all outlined with even just white lights, yeah, just whatever. white
1: lights. It would and be like, unbelievable. Wreaths framed yeah. from the bell. You oh know?
0: yeah, totally. Or maybe banners on the like the lights, light um, posts, just would be something. so welcoming and Christmassy yeah. and cheery.
1: I was I've always wondered if that was just like against the rules, like we don't do lights or something. I don't, I don't know.
0: know. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's really, I don't. I don't know. But it would yeah. be great. Big it wreaths is weird that, there's on, that there's like nothing. the. Yeah, nothing.
1: And I suddenly am blanking on what the church looks like on Christmas Day. Is there? There's nothing, nothing outside. outside. Right? No, it's all
0: inside, and the inside's yeah. beautifully done. Right, but. I, I just, if you're, I, I don't know. I want it to feel yeah. more.
1: Well, I mean, the church is in the middle of a housing community. It's not like it's off some street. Right. We're not in like an industrial park. Or something. Yeah. Right.
0: And so if there were like Christmas lights, I think it would just be, and even something that, I, and I, hey, I'm of the mind, if, what, what if your church really did something nice with a nativity scene and all that? Mm-hmm. And so it's something that families could come and go like and be proud of. Right. You know, that would be cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No
0: boring. And it's not just Saint Martha, it's every Catholic I don't there are very few. I actually I've never seen a Catholic church which really does good exterior decoration. Yeah.
1: I can't think of one.
0: Yeah.
1: Huh, how sad.
0: So if you're listening to this, pastors of the church Pick up your game, people. People. That's all I'm saying. Unless there's some sort of canonical rule. Not then let to... us
1: know in the yeah. comments.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then let Megan know in the comments. Speaking of comments, we've been getting a lot of unsolicited sort of uh, attaboy type stuff. Oh, right. We just got someone. Yeah, I was actually, I was literally talking to one of my board members for Everyday Catholic saying, you know, one of the weird things about working at Everyday Catholic now is that I don't get the constant... Um, like feedback, right? Right. Um, and then, literally, I was I was talking to this one of our board members in my dad's hospital room, and uh, and as I said that, I I opened up my email and there was a uh, a comment from a listener who was just they really loved the show and they were telling us all about it. And so, I thought, so and, nice. and he goes, "Well, there's your feedback. So stop whining." Uh, <laughs> and I thought, "Thank you, board member. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, just want to shout out about how much my kids and I love listening. Kids are middle schoolers. Uh, they adore Vinny." And I uh, and and this she's a member here at St. Martha, so she's been subjected to me, and then she says joked for years. Um, Keep up the amazing work, and thank you for all your hard work and dedication. You do a fine job of keeping up with the times and putting the Catholic worldview on things. Couldn't ask for more. We'll do our best to support you on this calling. So thank you very much. Yeah, I
1: love people.
0: And I, Vinny, I told Vinny about this last week, but we also have a uh, a listener in Florida. I met Florida. I know. So there you go. We're a national show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> International. We have we have that one Canadian listener as well. So oh,
1: I forgot. Yeah. What a treat.
0: I know. What a treat. So funny, isn't it? It's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> but hey, on the list of things we actually want. Speaking of current events, thank you to that listener. Yes. There were thank a couple stories that we did want to cover, and I I I, I kind of want to jump into the Miss Universe. Uh, pageant, which is yes. so is not typically something I would normally talk about. No. Um, but I, I saw this article and the Miss Universe pageant was this week. I think Miss Philippines won. Good for her. Um, it, it, Wait,
1: I think... Did she?
0: Miss Philippines won. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I got confused because Miss Canada looks like Taylor Swift.
0: Oh, wow. Which is what I would think Miss Canada should look like. I don't know why. I, just <laughs> so like I that's... was
1: seeing that everywhere, so I guess I just assumed she won because no, no, it feels like Taylor Swift, you win.
0: Miss Philippines, and apparently her her runway walk was fire. Uh, oh. As as was the comments in the in the social medias.
1: Oh, I feel like I'm missing out on something. I'm
0: telling you what, but th- okay. So the story that okay. I sent you, Megan, and <laughs> yes. sent v- and Vinny too, was Miss Universe's first transgender contestant rocks the runway. Mm-hmm. And uh, my comment was, I hate the world. Um, yeah. I am so. <laughs> I'm so over this. Like, yeah. why have we lost our minds?
1: And 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 if we're all about inclusion and acting like it's not. Weird or newsworthy to begin with, why is it always in the news? Yeah. Why am I having to read new articles about transgender, this, transgender that all the time? First transgender person to do this? Like, did you want to be a member of society that no one talks about? Yeah. Or did you want to be newsworthy all day, every day?
0: Are we supposed to pretend like we don't notice? Right. Like that's
1: kind of the point, right?
0: I thought that was that they're pushing for, like, oh well, that's a dude. No, it's not, it's a woman.
1: No, no, but it's, you don't notice so right
0: until they tell you transgender
1: right uh, yeah so i i just need you to pick a lane yeah and tell me what i'm supposed to expect
0: yeah i guess that makes best that makes sense
1: but back to what this is about <laughs> i'm
0: just so annoyed like okay so in california right now if a student says i identify as a woman or a man or whatever then everybody's supposed to say oh that's fine even up to the point of scholarships to state schools so yeah. so you know I just think at some point we have to stop and say, okay, it's okay that there are men and there are women and they're different. And this has been my my position with the transgender thing all along. I don't care if you look good in heels. Right. Right. You don't know what it's like to be a woman. Yeah. Right. Like uh, if you have never and and this I kind of go back to puberty on this. Like if you don't know what it was to move from a little girl to a woman mm-hmm. then you can't call yourself a woman because right. that there's a whole lot of figure in life out there. there and the same thing with men like if yes. you you know if you're like as a, as a lady you don't know what it's like to wonder do i measure up the way a man has to wonder that you know yeah. all those questions of the question just because you feel more comfortable in masculine clothes um or even even think of yourself as a man you're not mm-hmm. you're other you're always going to be other
1: right right and it's kind of confusing because we've had generations of people who are like who are female who just like wearing boy clothes but they know that they're girls you know right. I mean? like that's not a big deal right and we have kids at the hospital who come in and they're all like oh i'm a boy or i'm a girl whatever they make talk about their hor- uh pronouns right oh we get gosh. kids who come in that are like normal tomboy girls and people are saying he and he's like and the so the girl's like i'm a girl like <laughs> i'm a girl i'm Can I just dress how I, you know, right? Like I'm not necessarily. She has long hair. It's just confusing. The kids even, and they're like, "Oh, it's about the kid." No, right. You're confusing them even more.
0: Yeah, and it's it it is, and I think we, like, no one's allowed to feel uncomfortable anymore we have to put them in a box so like I feel like you know and it's again it's one of my social media concerns too is middle school in particular is the most uncomfortable time of life because of all of the you're totally socially aware you're dealing with all of the emerging manhood emerging womanhood things and yeah okay so here we are back so I don't know so what happened was Megan I were talking about the transgender question and then the recording stops we're going to jump right back in I just feel like As a culture, we need to be okay with everyone not being the same. Yeah. And the move to push everyone into a category of whether that's transgendered or uh, same-sex attraction or whatever is almost like we can't deal with everyone's not the same, so we have to homogenize them into whatever box makes them uh, labelable. Right. Right?
1: For people who don't like labels so much— their culture really wants specific and correct labeling. Yeah, it's so like weird. very correct, and yeah. you're wrong for saying the wrong thing. Right. But you just invented it, so how am I supposed to know?
0: Right. No, it's very weird. So I, I just thought that, you know, like I, again, if Miss Universe, which is, let's face it, is is essentially a meat market, but is that a woman's competition? If it is... Then men shouldn't be involved. There was there was a great tweet. I actually uh, I actually sent this tweet over to Megan and Vinny as well. Uh, this is I don't know who this guy is, but goes well. First of all, he really looks amazing. I'll give him that. <laughs> Second of all, one can run, one can hide, but DNA does not lie. I wish she had the issue women had to endure: PMS, periods, giving birth. Until one experiences that, they have no clue. Just saying. And I would yeah. agree. Um, yeah. And this particular transge- this is, uh, And the transgender contestant was from Spain, which I thought was interesting as well.
1: I thought that was very interesting. I just
0: didn't... Because I, I, sometimes I feel like we're the ones who've lost our mind here in the United States. Mm-hmm. But apparently, no, it's the world. The world has lost their mind.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just extra loud here because we're here.
0: But maybe, maybe but... it's louder there. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Um, And also, he was saying that... He tried last a few years ago to get into Miss Universe and was declined. Right. So I'm, when did the rule? Like, I'm just curious about the change.
0: Right. When they just decided that this was OK. Yeah. I don't know. I just I here's here's the really weird. OK, so what's happened since the transgender thing has happened is now I find myself in airports where I'll see like a very like a very tall or masculine looking person or woman. And I'll be like, it's dude. And I just yeah. maybe it's not maybe it's just a person who has masculine right. features, but I, right. now I just like immediately like, like dude, or you'll see like a very like, I think that's a woman, like you know it like, and So now more than ever, I'm like aware of it. Yeah. Whereas before this whole thing, they, this particular person probably could have floated by, and I probably wouldn't a second second right. thought about just it.
1: Just person walking yeah. by. Yeah.
0: Person. Yeah. Very tall man. Yeah. Very tall woman. Yeah. You know, very slight man. But yeah, it's it's a weird. I you know There's I feel the thing like. thing
1: with my brain.
0: Yeah, and I okay, and it has to be like so. Body dysmorphia, dysmorphia, is that right?
1: Dysphoria.
0: Okay. Anyway, but like it's it's a condition.
1: <laughs> it's a very real thing. People are trying to get that taken out of the DSM. I'm like, but it's a real thing. Like it's a
0: real. Sometimes thing. Sometimes it
1: doesn't go as far as transgenderism. <laughs> right. But like there are other things that can you can feel dysphoric about in your body. Right. You can feel like your you hand, hand isn't your hand. Take that whole thing out of or... the DSM because of right. political correctness.
0: Right. I just keep, they keep, they keep rewriting what is a, what is a mental illness and what is not yeah. to make people more comfortable as if to say like, well, if we just don't call it a mental illness, it's not a mental, mental illness anymore. Right. And that just doesn't like it, it, again, where does that end? You know, and again, we, we see that we've got, uh, the pedophiles now are saying, well, born this way. Oh my right? gosh. Yes. So anyway, it's just a weird thing. As a Catholic, I think we need to be aware of this stuff that's happening and I, I, it's such a weird place we are in as our society. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Meh. But yeah, I, I I guess we leave it there because we can't fix it. Right. <laughs> as a parent, though, I don't want to like, because my kids are, conf- my, my son, I, I was talking to my son about this the other day. I didn't bring this up with him. I was like, oh, let's talk about Uh But we got in the car and he said, dad, there's just a lot more people who are like guys Saying their girls or girls saying their guys at high school than I would have expected.
1: It has to be weird in high school. It's
0: really weird because right it's such, now
1: it has to be really weird. Well, and
0: it's an instant status thing. Yes. Not not that there's still is not bullying and it's hard, but like right. to a certain level, it makes you this this higher level of like interest, cool or something. Yeah. You know. And again, I wouldn't. I'm not saying anybody's picking this for that reason. Right. But if you're an awkward teen and you don't have to deal with being awkward. Well, all of a sudden you can just go claim this status and all of a sudden it's this weird protected status where, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's so, it's weird. So yeah. we're dealing with it. So I'm just kind of, so with my kids, like, well, you're always compassionate. You always love people because God loves them, but you know, we can't deny reality.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, and I heard that there was actually a bill in Oceanside, well, in general, the whole thing was an issue for me but um they want to start teaching like sex ed in like kindergarten and like under that there's like a I don't know asterisk or mm-hmm. point a um that they're also gonna be teaching about transgenderism and right. that age right it's like because oh. I kind of go for the public school system I liked it I had no problems and I think yeah. that you can learn a lot through there and so Matt and I had always planned on our kids going through public school right I'm also not the homeschooling type <laughs> but um uh now I'm just like, oh, you're ruining my plans. I, I can't know. send her through that in kindergarten.
0: You know, I think one of the things, one of the ways we've dealt with the public schools is one, we've been very involved. Yes. My wife's always been in the kindergarten classrooms, okay. you know, on a weekly basis. We know the teachers. It's also knowing your district and how much your district's going to emphasize this stuff. Right. You know, the district that we're in um, is very appropriate, I, I feel like, you know. And, I always and felt that way, way when I went through it. I was right. This is my district. Um but I think it's just being aware and being present in, you know, asking to see the curriculum and how is this going to be taught and all of those things and being very proactive. Yeah, it's so hard because it, it it is, you know, I, I Chris is getting my there's a name <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> my high schooler he, I think his name I can probably say. Yeah. Um, but he um he has health next semester. Oh, okay. And. And he, I said, oh, so it's, you know, what's health? I said, well, you know, it, it, he thinks it's like all nutrition and stuff. I'm like, well, there's that. But it's also, they're going to be teaching about like uh, birth control and, yeah. and gender issues. And then he's like, oh, so basically everything we don't believe in. I was like, yeah, pretty much, because yep. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a class that you're mandated by the state to take, but we'll talk about it as you go through it. You know? Yeah. So it, it is, uh, it's sort of weird.
1: I got really lucky and was able to take that as a summer school class. I took it as summer school too, and our teachers kind of whipped right through, and we could watch movies, <laughs> so I didn't have to deal with it as a full semester issue.
0: Right, and come on, a full semester. Yeah, I don't know, but anyway. So he's he's doing that next semester, we'll we'll deal with it, and yeah, and you know, but we've our kids have gone through and and done those things too in middle school, and it's just I think it's just keeping the conversation open with your kid. Yeah, you know, and as much as I'd love to ignore this stuff, um. I, I, we can't.
1: Yeah. You know. It's one thing if it's something that the kids are talking about. But now if you're teaching it in class, yeah. you have to just be more aware. and You can't ignore it. Well,
0: and there's the whole like, well, we're going to just shelter our kids from everything. And mm-hmm. then they eventually graduate from high school and they have to go to a state college or a university. And then they're just like, they can't. They're just like, ah. And, it, you know, all of a sudden mm-hmm. you have these. And, and what I've noticed is they can be kids who grew up in the bubble can become very, um. Like, they feel like they have to argue with everyone all the time. Right.
1: Or they stay silent and they're easily swayed because it's like, oh, this is a new thing that I shouldn't speak about because I haven't experienced it. And then now they're like, oh, that is okay. You're right. That is okay.
0: Right. It's all good.
1: It's like one of the two extremes.
0: Right. Right. Okay so one of the other things going on in our society right now and we're, this is kind of our societal issue episode we mm. had a lot of articles on this kind of stuff okay I, I want to talk about the Hillary Clinton letter to okay. um, a little girl because I, I thought that was it was like what the heck it was just <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like well this is completely projecting and in and in almost I would, I would almost categorize it in an abusive way. Um, There's a little girl who ran for her in class office, eight year old girl. And she, uh, she's running for like class representative or something. Right.
1: Yeah. And she lost
0: class president. Right. And she lost. Right. Okay. That's a common story. It happens in every school, in every class. Yeah. Class representative. Um, But she lost and she lost to a little boy. Right. Which, okay. Megan, Do you think there's an issue in our elementary schools with little girls feeling like they cannot run for class representative or class president? I
1: don't think so. When I was reading this, I was trying to place where I thought I started feeling anything along those lines. And at no point till senior year of high school, like all the elections seemed so fair. It actually felt like girls won more often than boys because girls took school more seriously. Right. I never, ever would have.
0: (laughs) In my experience raising kids, my eldest... Tried uh, to be class rep and didn't get it. He's a boy. Then number two tried and won, like every time. Which
1: makes sense, <laughs> right? Number
0: three tried and has won every time she's tried thus far. You know, okay. um and uh, you know, so and that's not to say, you know, ultimately it's like this little popularity contest, right? Yeah. Um, but girls, girls do this stuff all the time. Yeah girls get class president and
1: like so often yeah
0: or or secretary or or treasurer or vice president whatever yeah. like i don't think that's an issue
1: no um i really don't but but hillary, especially at eight especially at that age
0: right so hillary uh writes this letter to this this little girl and says i learned from your father uh his post on on facebook about your election experience running for class president at whatever school congratulations on being elected vice president While I know you may have been disappointed that you did not win, I am so proud of you for deciding to run in the first place. As I know too well, it's not easy when you stand up and put yourself in contention for a role that has only been sought by boys. What?
1: She's not running for president of the United States. She's running for, like,
0: (laughs) she said it's just an eight-year-old? Like, it's... (laughs) What the heck? Yeah. Is there, does this school have a history of only boys running for class presidents? Or is it I just. Mean,
1: we didn't do our due diligence in finding that out. Did, perhaps, oh, perhaps. Perhaps, maybe. Perhaps this is a known thing.
0: Maybe this is a known thing <laughs> at that school at eight year olds, or like there's a big glass ceiling in, in, in second grade. Uh, it's just, you know, the most important things that you fought for what you believed in, and that's always worth it. As you continue to learn and grow in the years, never stop standing up for what's right and seeking opportunities to be a leader. I know that I am cheering you on for a future of great success. Sincerely, Hillary Rodham Clinton. It's a Quaker school and it's like, what the (laughs) heck? We're talking, it's a third grade, combined third and fourth grade that this kid, and to make it like a women's rights issue is just so bizarre. I just, I just wish as a culture we could just step back and be like we have lost our freaking minds <laughs> it just ah I won't let you ah do you know that more girls are accepted into college now than boys yeah it, it, it's like at some point we have to maybe acknowledge that we we need to back away from the boy beating you yes. know yeah it's we the pendulum has swung the other way yeah. Said the white man <laughs> before the middle-aged white man. You know, <laughs> enough of this women's rights and stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Megan, what's your take on that?
1: I don't know. I've always felt weird about the feminism movement in general because I feel like they push in areas that don't need to be pushed and then push too far. It's like, well, let's focus on the things that actually need work. Like perhaps there are. I'm not involved enough to really say much, but I've. Never felt in my positions, and I've had a lot of jobs, that anything was being taken away from me or that I wasn't awarded opportunity.
0: Yeah. And maybe when you're in, like, these corporate jobs, that's a thing, but yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, even in the church, you hear this in the Catholic Church a lot, well, you know, women can't be priests and blah, 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 nah, 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 nah. and there's, you know, there's not a female influence. I don't know, man. I've worked in church for, like, 20 years almost, and it's dominated by women.
1: Yeah, just Um, because they're not the priest doesn't mean anything. And there's a reason for that, people.
0: But the day-to-day life of the church is dominated by women. To the point that our parish is actually run by a woman, right? Yeah. You know, um, but the, usually like the DRE, the director of religious ed, usually a woman. Usually like uh, the majority of the staff are women, right? Mm-hmm. And not not in like subservient, but like in director's positions, right? Yeah. And I was like the token dude on the staff for a while. <laughs> you know, it's just like at my last parish. So, I you know, I don't know. I, I just think sometimes, I, and again, maybe in corporate America or in the tech industry or someplace, this is an issue I just it doesn't seem to be an issue
1: as big as it's being made.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I don't know. I just think, and again, for Hillary Clinton to write that to a, a little girl, it just seems so stupid. Yeah, I, I think it, I think what that's saying more is that Hillary's having a hard time dealing with the defeat. Still, like, still, I, it kind of it <laughs> seems it seems like that. Maybe <laughs> maybe the issue is maybe we're projecting a little a bit, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. And again, as Catholics, everybody has equal value. Men and women are different, Mm. but like not, you know, like different in in good, important ways. But my wife is very much a woman, very feminine, um, but way better at math and science than I ever was. Yeah. Um, Way better at things like uh, the rules of writing than I ever was. I tend to be the more artistic. Um, I'm the one doing stag and leaps, leaps in the kitchen. Uh I yeah. I'm the more poetic in my writing, you know. Uh and yeah. and it's it's not it's not your cliche, men and women are different, but like we're different, right? Right. But she's way better at being a mom than I ever would be. Right. Um, I am not patient like she is, <laughs> even though I think at some point she's rated not not to be patient too uh you know i don't know just i just think that we need to uh, maybe rather than trying to make everyone the same we need to be celebrating the differences right and there's the and, and find our equality in that yeah i don't know i'm some guy
1: some guy some white dude in Marietta.
0: some white dude in <laughs> Marietta who's not allowed to talk about it because you're a you you're a middle-aged white guy in Marietta. So, um, All right. So we had one more story we wanted to cover on this episode, uh, but we have crossed over the 40 minute mark now. So it's 42 minutes. So we're going to pick it up in the New Year's episode, which we're going to (laughs) do right after this. Um, But hey, Merry Christmas to everybody who's listening. Thanks so much for being a part of the afternoon morning show. Uh, As we look forward to the new year, we'll be talking about in the next episode. We just hope that you have a great 2019. I can't believe that that is the year. Weird. I feel like when 2020 happens...
1: I just lose my mind.
0: It's like the future. Yeah. We're in the future.
1: It's the years that were talked about
0: forever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 2020, all the
1: books and the movies.
0: Yeah and it's we're here y2k we made it people but uh so anyway the afternoon morning show is brought to you by everyday catholic everyday catholic is a 501c3 nonprofit, and we depend on the support of listeners like you if you're enjoying the show please tell a friend about it share it with uh, your friends and loved ones and also consider a monthly pledge at everydaycatholiccom slash donate and vinnie you're dead to us
1: merry christmas <laughs> we'll catch you
0: guys <laughs> later <laughs>